It's just a part of us. Yeah. We've been here all of our life there, and it's got all of the memories there, and we were children there. We used to go out and pick different flowers that would grow along the edges of the wetlands, the wild tiger lilies. We respect the wildlife, and we respect the growing things. We see no reason why we shouldn't respect the land. We've tried to save it, stop the erosion by conservation tillage, whatever way we can. We've tried to do our best by the land because it's been so good to us. The Bronzecks are almost 70. The 160 acres of land they call home has changed little since they were children. The local authority says they're model environmentalists, but have still issued an order which means the couple can no longer do as they please with the land. Because the area is now defined as a wetland, they must apply to Kent Lockismo of Minneapolis's Natural Resources Department to build, dig or change the site. Not everybody is maybe as responsible as the Bronzecks have been. And we've lost uh, many millions of acres of wetlands in this state. That was the reason for the legislation, to protect things such as floodwater retention, nutrient entrapment, sediment entrapment, uh, wildlife habitat, recreational values. Those public values that are served by these wetlands benefit all Minnesotans. And it was felt that regulation then afforded to these wetlands through designation was appropriate. Because the state's existing laws also say that all water is public, i.e. available for the use by citizens, the Bronzecks fear their newly designated wetland will be invaded by people using their ancient rights of access. They're worried about the effects that that will have on the environment. We're uh, tramping through the snow and the ice here. We're not uh, actually breaking any laws here because we're walking on snow. That's deemed to be water, and it means that we actually have got the right to enter people's property, uh, bizarrely enough. If the snow wasn't here, uh, we'd be trespassing. Dale Homer, you're from the Minnesotan Water Resources Department. Uh, the kind of the water laws around here are a bit unusual, aren't they? There was this one case in Sherburne County, Minnesota. It was during an extremely wet period, and a small pond in one gentleman's backyard suddenly got bigger because of all the rainfall. His neighbor and he weren't getting along. The neighbor canoed over in front of his house on this enlarged pond and made obscene gestures at him. He called the county sheriff, who talked to the county attorney and was told he couldn't do anything about it because he was on public water. The key to the Bronsig case is that under the statutes of Minnesota, they have lost their ability to exclude others from using their property. That means it's essentially a public park. Eric Cardola is the couple's lawyer. He's demanding that Minnesota either gives a written undertaking that the public has no rights of access or pay compensation for the fall in value that the land has now suffered. When you purchase property, you acquire three rights to exclude others from possessing your property, the ability to use that property as you wish, and the ability to dispose of that property. The state of Minnesota has stopped the Bronsecks from using their property. They can't drain, fill, or excavate the wetlands. And now they've taken the additional outrageous step, taking away their ability to possess the property to the exclusion of others. The state legislature and the Department of Natural Resources have expanded the definition of public waters to include all these wetlands even beyond where the water's edge uh, exists. So throughout the state of Minnesota, hunters, walkers, hikers are now using these wetlands as if they were public parks. I cannot understand why they should call private property public. To me, it's inconsistent, and it shouldn't be. It seems to me that it isn't just 
the idea of regulating because of necessity, but it seems to be over-regulating, taking away the rights that people have to their private property. The Bronzecks aren't interested in money. They just want to enjoy the land as they always have. But down the road at his shooting club, Lauren Henches of the Landowners' Rights Organisation says he's also suffering from wetland designation and wants compensation. On that particular piece that they declared to be a wetland is approximately 80 acres. I had spent $3,000 an acre on that. Now I cannot develop that in any way. I can't take trees down, can't dig ditches, can't fill up anything, can't level the ground off. It's virtually worthless, but according to their standards, they can destroy the value by 85, 90% and owe me nothing. By the same token, if they were put, when they put the road through on the other side, they took a few feet of land and they owed me some money for that. They paid me $3,000 an acre for that very same kind of land. But now they destroy the value of it and it cost me a roughly quarter of a million dollars. So yes, I would say that money is important. Congress is currently talking about compensating individuals for loss of earnings if environmentally damaging activities are stopped. If the Bronzex win their case, such laws would be introduced through precedent rather than legislation. Local authorities would face massive compensation bills and would probably be crushed under the burden. It seems odd that this threat to conservation comes from a couple who care for the land and fear for the future of the birds, bees and trees. But their lawyer, Eric Cardola, says that the government must now start treating the landowners fairly. This case will set a precedent for other citizens who are losing their property by government action to obtain just compensation. It would mean whenever the government takes action, it would have to consider the property rights that are being taken away, and they would have to include in their calculations that they would have to pay for that taking under the Fifth Amendment to the United States Constitution. Wouldn't that, in effect, mean that no local authority would ever actually try to do this again? No, that doesn't mean that. They would, they would still take action to uh, deprive citizens of their property rights for the public interest, but when they did that, they'd have to pay. But doesn't that mean that effectively it would be prohibitively expensive? The local government units would probably have to tax more to accomplish the same actions. So in a sense, uh, accomplishing objectives which involve depriving people of property rights would be more costly but nothing here suggests that the government couldn't tax its citizens more to obtain the same objectives and what, of course, we're guaranteeing are that property owners are treated equitably. But if the couple lose, environmentalists and government alike will sigh with relief. But Josephine Bronzek may have lost that which means more to her than anything, an unspoilt, untrammeled, undamaged wilderness called home. It would be losing something that's very special in our life. We would have to continue on with our lives, but it would not be the same.